Hi, welcome to the Way to Eternal Life podcast with John Gill. Prepare your hearts and minds and be inspired as we open the Word of God today with you. Now, here is John Gill. Greetings in the name of the Lord. I am John Gill. Welcome to today's podcast. Let us start out with a word of prayer. Our Heavenly Father, Lord God, we thank you and we humble our hearts today, Lord, to worship you, Lord, in spirit and in truth, Lord God. We thank you, Lord God, Lord, for how you have accomplished everything thus far, Lord. We pray, Lord, that you have blessed this podcast, Lord God, Lord. Let it be used for your glory, Lord. Save souls this day. And whatever's accomplished, Lord, we give you the praise and the honor and the glory, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, we thank you so much for tuning in to today's podcast. This is The Way to Eternal Life coming to you over all the major podcast stations. We appreciate every time that you all have tuned in. We, we love you out there. We appreciate you tremendously and how that this podcast has been a blessing to you. Here today, we have something very special today. We actually have, um, I was able to um, to present something in today's youth service. We pray that today's special podcast today will be a blessing to you. And I'll be back with the final thoughts. Thank you so much. And we pray that this podcast will be a blessing to you. Here is today's youth service. We pray that this was a blessing. God bless you. Thanks. Hey. I want to take this moment to talk, but also welcome those who are tuning in on the call tonight. We do apologize for the slight delay, but we're excited to be here tonight in another Monday night youth service in person. Amen. Yeah. You know what, Saints God, this morning, this morning I was talking with uh, some young people and I was asking, what do they love most about the services? And one of the young people said, one of the things they love about the services is that how much, uh, how much uh, the youth is involved into the services. And one person was just saying, like, hey, we're looking forward to this youth service tonight. They're ready to go forth tonight. And you know what it says, God, I remember when I first got saved, how much I used to cherish our Monday night service. So I know a lot of you did not have the luxury to be able to have an uh, experience in youth service upstairs. But um, I can tell you this right now, I'm so excited. I'm thankful for our youth services, amen. I'm thankful that I'm a part of a congregation that really invests into their youth and care about their souls. So I'm just thankful to be here tonight. I'm excited, and I'm ready to uh, go forth tonight, amen. 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 So at this time, what we're going to do, we're going to go ahead and open up our service in prayer. That God will pour out his blessing on this service, amen. amen. So thanks God, listen, I don't know how you feel tonight. I don't know if you're tired. I don't know if you, I don't know how you feel, but listen, I want to strongly encourage you to shake it off tonight. Amen. 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 So, because God is truly worthy for our, um, our 100% of our yeah. participation. So, at this time, I'm going to ask, who should I ask? I'm going to ask Sister Haley Hampton to please walk up to that mic right there to open up our serve, to open up this service in prayer. And I'm going to turn it over to our song leader, Sister Rila. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for this day. We thank you for this night, dear Lord. We thank you for another opportunity to gather all together in prayer, dear Father. We ask that you just bless this call, dear Father. Bless every part of it, dear Lord. The devotion, the scenarios that we have planned for tonight, every aspect. We want you and your presence to be 
within it, dear Lord. So we ask that you just bless and pour out your spirit. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Good evening, Saints. I'm very grateful to be here. I have a whole new appreciation for the services. It seems like the enemy has really been doing everything he can to keep out the services, but I'm glad that I'm here today. So you can just sing with me with all your might. I'm not sure if we have pianists tonight, but that's okay. Um, we're going to sing page 70. There is joy in the Lord. Page 70. It says, I will sing hallelujah for there's joy in the Lord. And he fills my heart with rapture as I rest on his word. And so we know that the enemy's doing everything he can to take that joy that I'm so grateful as not based on circumstances, not based on people. Um, my joy is based on the Lord. Amen. I will sing hallelujah for there's joy in the Lord. And he fills my heart with rapture as I rest on his word. I will trust in his promise. I will shout, I am free in my blessed loving Savior. I have sweet victory. There is joy in the Lord. There is joy in the Lord. Hallelujah, glory, glory. There is joy in the Lord. There is joy.
ahead and sing page. <clears throat> Page 71, I will tell the wonder story, the very next song. I will tell the wonder story. I am free, the Lord has saved me. I was burned with my sin.
Yes, sir. Good. I'd like to thank God for being here. Thank God for being saved. Thank God for protecting us on the dangerous highway there. And I just want to just thank God for being a light to the world. Amen. And, and how I could say that, saints of God, is that um, I am so encouraged because I'm able to tell the wondrous story at a public school. And how God has just, when the pastor preached the message, the year of open doors, it seems like doors has been busting wide open, left and right. And I'm just glad to be a part of it, saints. I really am. I'm so glad to be a part of it. And I wanted to uh, quote the scripture. It says, let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works. Therefore, glorify your Father, which is in heaven. So I just wanted to um, give you kind of a little bit of a praise report. Um, you know, like the, the gospel mission, the council of gospel mission was coming up. And so I said, well, we were getting ready to go to Lord's Willing to New York to do the youth rally and everything else. And the Lord convicted me and said, you know what? Why can't we do kind of like a mini youth rally before we get to the youth rally? So I said, Lord, how can we get the young people over there to come to here? Meaning to the, to the mission. I prayed about it, saints of God. I prayed. Oh, Lord, that I prayed. And next thing you know, after I had said the word, amen, the, um, just, I just kept on saying, Lord, how, how, Lord, how, how can we make this happen? And then two young people that I was already witnessing to, they said, hey, John, how you doing? I said, I'm all right. How you, how you all doing? They said, good, 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 good. They said, because uh, um, they, they invited me to one of their little clubs that they have over there at the, just before school starts. So before I was able to go to that club, I asked them, I said, you know what? And the Lord led me to say it. Do you want to come to the gospel mission with me just to hear the word of God? What did I say that for? They, they said, say what? They said, yes, can we come to the, do you, can, do you want to come to the mission with us? We'll have a few of our, our saints down and everything else, and we would like to invite you to come. Man, not only we're going to come, but we're going to invite our friends, we're going to invite this, we're going to invite that, and we're going to make it a huge email blast and everything. And all of a sudden, next thing you know, I got like 12 people that are already on their way coming. At a public school, saints, where there is no, no mention of God nowhere, nowhere. And yet they were so excited about coming to the mission there just to hear God's word. Just the, they were hungry. The Bible says hungry and thirsting after righteousness. They were hungry. They were thirsting. Every single day that I walked past them, they said, I can't wait. I can't wait. I can't wait. They were, it was like a child when the child first got their first kid for the first time. And it was, it was mm, mm, good. It was just like mm, mm, good every time. They, they just, they see me. They'd be like, oh man, I can't wait. I can't wait. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. Next thing you know, I'm, I'm witnessing even more. I met a couple of their friends already. And their friend says that we're coming too as well. I said, Lord, what are you doing here? What, what, what's going on here? That's what we're talking about, the saints of God, the year of open doors. 
God is opening up doors. Revival is blasting like never before. And when it says go into ye, go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature, it ain't just talking about Africa and all that. That's the world around us. We are going into our world. We're going to our workplace. We're going to our schools. We're going into our community because we want to stop these gun violence. We want to get our youth on the ark just as much as our family be on this ark too as well. So I thank God today, saints of God, I am so excited about what God is about to do, what he's going to do, and what he is doing right now. So I want, I want the saints to continue to pray for me. I want to be the all that God will have me to be in these last and evil days. Thank you. Amen. Amen. Is there anyone else want to share testimony? I don't want to fail to give God thanks for the doors he's opened for me in the year 2023 alone. Um, ever since Brother Lee preached the message, the year of open doors, so many different opportunities and so many different blessings have been presented to me. And I just don't want to fail to give God grace. The way he's been moving with me in um, my college life, I really had big plans to get that scholarship and to go to off to some big university. But I know for a fact, if I would have did that, I definitely would have been blessed with the opportunity and leadership positions that I have been staying home. And I'm just so thankful and grateful for the way God worked out in my favor and is continuously working out. I ask that the saints continue to pray for me. I have a lot of things presented before me and I just wanna make sure that I move in the best direction that will help me build God's kingdom and help me consecrate. So pray for me. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Thank the Lord. Uh, I sometimes think it's kind of a trick question um, when people ask, do you have anything to testify about? Um, because of course you always do. You don't know how much you are maybe sometimes even behind on how much you can be thankful for. But uh I was, I was thinking about something. Um, I had been living with my dad one time. We were living in a triplex, and this guy in the front, his name, uh, we'll say T. I'm not gonna say his name. And uh, he had owed my dad. My dad had given him like twenty bucks. And when they were sitting down, he was like, "Go talk to T. Go get the twenty dollars from him." So I went and knocked on his door. And T like to have guests a lot, and. I went and knocked on the door. T had guests as usual. And I was knocking on it, knocking on it. And uh, he opened the door up real hard. He said, what you want, man? What? Why are you knocking on my door? You're acting crazy. And I said, I'm here to get the $20, man. I, I, I need $20 for my dad. And he said, get away from my door. So he shut slams it. So I'm knocking on it again. Hey, T, T, give me the money, man. And, uh, I wait a little bit. He swings the door open and he opens it up and he like threatens me. I won't say how, but he's like, get away from my door. He threatens me, slams the door again. And uh, I go back to my dad and I'm like, yo, uh, I'm a little irritated. Uh, he didn't give me the money. You know, we're going to have to go knock the door open and, and get that money off of him. And, uh, my dad told me in the calmest of tones, he was like, 
don't act offended. Don't act like you're offended about that. And I was thinking, like, what do you mean? Like, he, he got our money. Like, he, and he said, don't act offended. And he just let it go. And so the next day, T came up knocking on our door. He said, hey, man, I'm sorry. I got the money for you, man. I was just doing this and that. And I was acting wild. And he gave us the gave us $20 and he walked on his way and my dad just gave me a look like he was kind of, he thought it was hilarious. And uh, I was just thinking about like, uh, as far as my salvation, um, it's gone like this. The devil, you know, he tries to make you, make you seem, make you feel like um, he's not gonna come up off of everything that you're old when you get salvation. You feel like certain things that you'll, that you, you know, can't get back. You know, you, you're saved, you're in a position where you feel like, man, like, what am I, where am I gonna start from? And you start to learn that God has a plan for you, a restoration plan. He's gonna bring things back in your life and the devil steadily wants to make you feel like, no, nah, you're not getting it. Nah, I'm not gonna come off of nothing. You're not gonna pull nothing back. And ever, as things go by, you get it back. He, you, he has to come off of it. You know, he has to come off certain things. And as long as you trust in God and have a hope that eventually you're going to get what you owe. The devil owe you. He, he can't, he can't hold it for too long. He has to he can do whatever you want to do. Make it seem like this and that and threaten you and, and try to make you quit and give up on it and not believe in the promises. But he got to come up off of it eventually. And then when he come up off of it, it's almost like a laugh. Like, see, you got to come knock on my door and hand it to me. And now we got to do this whole charade about how you was talking all that different stuff. Like, I, I apply it to that real situation. So my Lord. times when it inspires my faith, like, you know, don't be offended by the certain things that the devil try to come with because eventually you're going to come out victorious. You're going to come out with right winning. So I just thank God for that. I thank God for my salvation. Amen. Amen. You know what it says? Let's go I also don't want to fail to give God thanks publicly for what he did for me or what he has been doing for me. I had some things before him that I really want him to come through for, and it really means a lot. I'm sure everybody can agree when God answers our prayer, because that you know shows that he cares and that he's listening. And I'm just so thankful for him showing that he cared, because I had something before him that really meant a lot to me. I'm just so grateful that he answered prayer for that, so I want us to thank God for that. Amen. 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 You know, since I really just want to share uh, something that about one that I young people that really encouraged and inspired my faith. I was praying on a situation on my job, and sometimes when you're dealing with a certain situation, it, it takes courage to really speak up and just to express how you really feel. And um, I was just praying and meditating, like, man, how do I need to address the situation? And I hope that Sister Haley don't mind me sharing this, uh, but, but because it was her testimony that really inspired my faith. Um, Sister Haley was um, praying on uh, a for, on a job to open up at the college, and I remember we were where I was praying with her on that situation. She didn't, but she, there are certain requirements that she didn't meet at the college that where she couldn't have a, a job. And um, I remember she was praying, so Haley decided, you know what, I'm gonna go to the president's office. And she talked to the president. She said, listen, I know how to do this. I know how to do that. I'm gonna excel, I'm gonna work. And the president was so impressed by her that he literally said, you know what, he went to uh, the chief diversity officer, and then the chief diversity officer reached out to me about, hey, do you know that Haley went to the president about the job? I said, oh, I didn't know. And I'm thinking like, oh my goodness, what are you doing? But 
Out of that meeting, the president was so impressed with Haley that he decided that he's going to create a job description just for her to apply for that job. And they're going to take the budget they're out there within their department to create that position for her. And when I, that inspired my faith so much that I said, you know what? If, if hey, Sister Haley got enough courage to do something like that, man, hold on, let me just, and thanks to God, I ended up addressing my situation and God worked it out, thanks to God. And honestly, the devil tried to make things look so big and so, like, it just, he just tried to make you, like, have, like, try to make, make it seem like you know, that, that it's not going to work out. But I just thank God for that. And so, today, I, I hope I didn't steal none of your, your, your thunder in that testimony. That, because that really did inspire me. And I told her that I really appreciated her testimony because that encouraged my faith and for me to step out on faith and to, uh, and to address the situation I was going through. So, um, I really appreciate that, uh, those testimonies. Um, I feel like God is definitely opening up a lot of doors. Amen. And uh, there's many, many more that we pray that God will open up. Amen. All right, so thanks, God. We're going to uh, ask Sister Breed Love to please come up here to lead us into one more song before we turn it over to our uh, our uh, speaker for tonight. Hey, 77? 77? Oh, no. <laughs> Page 77, it satisfies my soul. Amen. And if there's a particular verse that stands out to you, you can stand up on that, that verse. All the verses. All right, verse 1. For me, the blessed Savior came, His great salvation to proclaim. All glory to His precious name, His satisfies my soul. His satisfies my happy soul. His satisfies my soul. Happy soul is wonderful salvation. It satisfies my soul. Salvation is a measure grace. It fills us for the Christian race. Unveils the Father's smiling face. It satisfies my soul. It satisfies my happy soul. It satisfies my soul. Happy soul is wonderful salvation. How it satisfies my soul. Happy soul. Salvation brings a brain delight. It changes darkness into light and makes the Christian pathway right. It satisfies my soul. soul is wonderful salvation how it satisfies happy soul salvation brings a body peace this shining glory every 
um, family members passing away, Father God, Lord, you just comfort hearts to, you know, tonight, Father God. Lord, you've been so good to us, Lord. Lord, this new year, Father God, Lord, you've been opening doors, Father God. And Lord, I just want to give you praise, Father God. Lord, just happy way, Lord, in this uh, little skit, Father God. And Lord, just bless in a mighty way. And just want to say thank you, God, in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 We'll see you. Good evening, Saints. Good evening. How's everybody doing? Good. Amen. Amen. Blessing to be before the Saints tonight. Amen. Today was a rushed day. I was challenged, but like on every end, I feel like the enemy was just trying to get me to have something happen to interfere with this discussion. Amen. But we made it. Amen. Amen. Uh, we started a series last Monday, and it was titled Responding to God's Prompting to Seek Higher Ground. Responding to God's Prompting to Seek Higher Ground. I ask you to turn your Bibles to Galatians uh, just to draw our thought. Galatians chapter 1. Now I'll just read. I'll start reading. At, I'll just start reading at verse number 11. It says, But I certify you, brethren, that the gospel which was preached of me is not after man, for I neither received it of man, neither was I taught it, but by the revelation of Jesus Christ. For ye have heard of my conversation in time past in the Jews' religion, how that beyond measure I persecuted the church of God and wasted it, and profited in the Jews' religion above many mine equals in my own nation, being more exceedingly zealous of the traditions of my fathers. But when it pleased God, who separated me from my mother's womb and called me by his grace to reveal his son in me that I might preach him among the heathen, immediately I conferred not with flesh and blood Neither went I up to Jerusalem to them which were apostles before me, but I went to Arabia and returned again unto Damascus, responding to God's prompting to seek higher ground. And the point that I was drawing from here is how Paul responded to this call, how Paul responded to the call of God. And when we had opened up our discussion last week we were talking about how God was prompting the saints prompting the saints tonight to move up higher how he's, and not just to move up higher but to take action to what he's prompting yes. to take action to what he's prompting we had gave uh, the illustration of those who were during the time of Noah and how for 120 years the Bible talks about how the spirit of Christ moved in Noah, preached through Noah. And no doubt there's people who call themselves religion, religious people who call themselves children of God, and God at some point was trying to move on them to take another level, to go up higher, yeah. to, got, to get out of your comfort zone, and to move and to help contribute to the work that was being done. 
And so we bring it to today and we are seeing God challenging the saints, seeing God challenging the saints. All right, and now God is prompting us. He wants us to be in position. Amen. Amen. He wants to. He wants you to be sanctified right now. He wants you to make sure everything is in order right now. Your faith, your prayer life, your fast life, whatever it may be, He wants you to be in position right now to get ready for what's going to happen. Amen. And so, with that being said, we have opened up. With a few questions, we're not going to go over all of them, but I will do some reflection before we get and, and allow them to get some time to be ready for the, the skits that we have for you tonight. Um, but one of the questions, the first question was, what are some signs that God is calling me to another level? What are some signs that God is calling me to another level or higher ground? The response is where I sense and feel the burden to be more and more, a natural longing for more. When I read the word of God, I am challenged to go farther. When I hear the word preach, his spirit witnesses to the same things that I read and is telling me to go farther, to consecrate more. I'm doing some of the same, I feel like I'm doing some of the same things and I'm not getting the same inspiration. A desire I'm sorry, you have the desire to do more for God. Uh, brother, as Brother Leah brought up, Brother has said a shedding happens. A shedding happens. And you move to the next level. There's a restlessness, there's a, dis, a discontent in the, on the ground that you are at now. You're not satisfied. You feel a longing to go far, farther. Brother talked about fire to try. All right. Well, we then talked about. Um, it says, I'll skip down to the, to the third one. It says, I heard the message on consecration the other day, and I am encouraged to go on a seven day fast. How do I know that the devil is not pushing me? And I'm not going to go into this because we have a few different uh, uh, skits that I want the saints to partake in. Okay. And before those skits, I am going to ask the saints a question. But here, let's go to uh, number four real quick. So sometimes I feel God moving on me, and I feel a prompting to go higher. But sometimes I feel like the odd person out. All right? And I know we had many responses to this, but I want the saints to see some of the things in action. And what we tried to do, we tried to make it uh, as realistic, tangible as possible. Because when God is, we, all of us has felt some type of prompting from God to go up higher, to go up higher. And sometimes whatever position we may be in, sometimes we don't know how to handle it, but God is, 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 God is saying, I'm, listen, I need you to go higher. I need you to respond. I need you, I'm prompting you, and when I'm prompting you, I'm bringing my grace with it, I'm bringing the inspiration with it, I just, I, but I need you. He said, here, Inclining. I'm moving you to action. I'm not just trying to inspire you just for a minute. I'm not just trying to just inspire you for a night. I'm not just trying to get, 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 get you all fired up just for that night. But I need this to propel into something else. And the, the reason why 
I'm sorry, I'm, I'm skipping ahead of myself. Let's do, do the first question real quick before we go to the skits. What does higher ground symbolize? And this could be rapid, rapid fire. What does higher ground symbolize? Say again. Says sometimes it could be more duty, taking more responsibility, deeper consecration. Amen. Higher ground, deeper consecration, more duty. Anybody else? Growth. Amen. Watchfulness. Amen. It's a it's an advantageous advantageous position. Amen? Amen. Amen. It's a spiritual position. Amen. I put here it's an elevated experience. The experience has been elevated with God. Praying, fasting, studying, witnessing, attendance, whatever it may be, your experience has been elevated in God. But it's not, it's not for no reason. It's for a particular purpose. All right, and so the next question is why does God people, why does God call people to higher ground? What would be the purpose of God? I'm gonna start saying some names. What would be the purpose of God calling Brother Joe to a higher ground? What would be the purpose? What would be the purpose? Greater need. Greater need, amen. Greater vision. Amen. Go ahead, Sistrata. To push you towards your potential. Amen. What else? Why would God why would God make you feel uncomfortable? Go ahead, what was that? Your calling. Your calling. Amen. Amen. To get you out of your comfort zone. Go ahead, sis. It's the level that you're at. You may not be able to survive the age or, you know, age. I mean, that makes sense. Man, that's good. It's a deep, very deep point. This sister. She just says, she said, the level that you at, you may not be able to survive what's coming next where you at on that level. You take a, a pictorial there, you're on a certain ground, but here come a flood. And I need you to get up here. Go ahead, Brother Anthony. Help the church. To help the church. Amen. To help the church. Anybody else? All right. And the last question. Who? Who does God prompt to move to a higher ground? Is there is there a limit? Is there a limit in, in regards to an age limit? No. The obedient. Amen. The willing, the unselfish. the unselfish. Anybody else? Who does God call? Those that are committed. Those who are committed. The hungry. The hungry. Amen. The honest. And the ones that are listening. So. Amen, brother. Yeah. You took one of my points. You said the ones that are listening. The ones that are listening for it. Amen. Those who are faithful in the little things. Uh, I think it was uh, Wesley. Wesley? It might have been Adam Clark. 
Adam Clark, he said, those who are easeless. He said, I'm not just trying to be at ease. I'm not just trying to, it's, it's, and sometimes the way of life would have you just to be, I got this going for me, I got this going for me. I'm good, I'm good, I'm, kind, I'm, I'm at ease. He said, that, that those that were not at ease. Amen. Okay, so with that being said, saints, I wanted to read the scripture before we get ready. I wanted to read the scripture. One of the reasons why God called people to higher ground, the, looking at the big picture of the church of God and awe. And, and I was even inspired as I was doing my Sunday school the other day, just talking about how what God put in the church, apostles, prophets, gifts of healing, gifts of miracles, diverse tongues, teachers, all these different things. For what? For all of us to sit together and just have a good old time. Wrong. It says here, Matthew 9, 35 through 38, it said, But when he saw the multitude, he was moved with compassion on them, because they fainted and were scattered abroad, as having no shepherd. Then said he unto his disciples, The harvest truly is plenteous, but the labors are few. Pray ye therefore the Lord of the harvest that he will send forth labors into this harvest. And as the, as the brother's been said, the, the year of open doors, God wants to send people out. Yes. And that's why he's prompting from the youth to the pillars. Yes. He's prompting the youth to get courage, build strength, get, get inspiration, get it settled. And he wants the, the, he, he the, the, the older saints, the seasoned saints to dig, to pull, to, to pour into us. So what? So we can go out into the harvest. And if you and if y'all just talk to people who never been exposed to the truth, they're so hungry. They're so hungry, but God wants you to respond. He wants you to move to action. So without further ado, uh, Brother Brelove has a skit prepared. Now these, okay, these are situationals, and I want the saints to respond to them after we get done with them. Thank God for today's service today. If you know that God's been talking to your heart right now, or you're not saved, there's a prayer room to my left. Come, let's get our breakthrough today. Man, I really need to get prayer for this. I need this victory. I've been dealing with this for too long. I need to take advantage of this moment. But if I go up there, the saints are gonna think that I'm off. They gonna think that I'm unclear. I, I can't do this. It's gonna be too humiliating. I, I can't, I'll just wait for after service. I'll wait after service, it's okay. Thanks God, I feel something in my spirit right now. Don't wait until you get your breakthrough. Get your breakthrough now. Don't wait till after service. Get your breakthrough right now. Glory be to God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Praise be to God. Glory be to God. Man. I need, I need to 
to get my victory. I need to get it. I've been going around this mountain for too long. I gotta get my breakthrough. But wait, the young people that just went in there, they're not saved. The saints gonna think that I did something. They gonna think I'm not saved. I'm gonna just wait till after service. I can't, I can't do this. It's too embarrassing. So what happened in that scene, Saints? What, what, what was going on? Walk us, walk, walk me through what was going on. Because what people might think, or they're gonna do, 
this is not saying to me it seemed like she might, might have needed a little humility might have been a little pride there that's good that's good this this open for discussion the intent was it was not that but that could certainly be the case amen Inspirations right there. So if you wait until you get home or yeah. later on, you're gonna lose right. the inspiration to get the breakthrough or whatever you need from God. That's right. That's right. I can personally testify to that. Yeah. I'm telling you, I, I remember. I remember losing. I remember losing inspiration. It just wasn't the same. And it's like when God is moving on you, He. I mean, He putting things in place. He put things in place. It's the right song. It's the right message. It's the right altar call. It's the right testimony that went forth. And he's just putting in place. And he he he's trying to build. He's trying to build you on that moment. And sometimes if we don't, you know, if we don't take that courage, that step, then we can miss our opportunity to move up higher. Go ahead, subscribe. That's right. And before we move on to the next one, before we move on to the next one, what what are some of the hindrances that can come from looking around, looking at other people? What can be some of the hindrances? We can just shout them out. Distraction. Are you distracted? Did I heard something else? Distractions. Distractions. Measure yourself by others. As the brother said, it's a personal, yeah. it's a personal experience between you and God. It's a personal experience between you and God. That's right. You might she says you might lose the opportunity to move up. Amen. Go ahead, brother. I guess we're talking, you know, a lot of people are not coming. Mm -hmm. So 
one person does it, it'll be slow. Right. So it needs something to climb a little bit. The outdoor that if you sit closer to the front, you don't, you don't sense all that. Amen. You know what I mean? Amen. Like you see too many heads, you see too many people, you know. Amen. Front, all you see is you in the passenger. Amen. Don't look at their faces. Amen. Go ahead, Sister Ebony, and then we're going to go ahead and transition. I was thinking too, in a moment like that, um, the enemy will definitely make you think it's bigger than what it is because that everybody might not be even looking at you. Mm -hmm. Like you're thinking that everybody's watching you and they could be contemplating going up there too. I mean, it doesn't, I mean, everybody's not necessarily looking at you. So. That's right. That's good. One of the things, the enemy can really work on your head. The enemy can really, really work on your head because God is moving. I, I just, I have to keep you in your seat. I have to keep you in your seat. I do not want you to move to the altar. Amen. So let's not let the enemy work on us. Now it's time for our next, you ready? Right, it's time for our next scene. busy. I've been, my workload has been insane. Just barely finishing up yesterday's work. Looking at the time, right? I should be done in order to make service. Wow, there's my super intern. How you doing today, Haley? Good, how are you, Mr. Brelove? Awesome, awesome. Listen, let me tell you, you are a definition of a go-getter. I have never had an intern that worked as hard as you. Well, let me tell you this, you keep up this good work, I might just have to hire you in full-time. Well, thank you. That's definitely the goal that I have. That's good. Well, listen, I know that by you being such a hard worker, and I know that you're real fast, and I'm trying to tell you, I can't depend on nobody else. So look, I got some other work I need you to do. So, uh, well, um, whoa, I had prior arrangements after I got out of work. This was. Uh, I'm hearing excuses. Haley, I want to ask you a question. How bad do you want to be a full time employee here? <sighs> well, so, listen, I just need this done by 8 o'clock in the morning, okay? Uh, all right. All right, thank you. I got to get ready. I got I to gotta leave tonight, so I'll, I'll see you later. <laughs> What's this in the coat? <laughs> Lord, I just got saved. I just got this internship. I don't know if I can handle both work and church. What am I supposed to do? I, I, this job is, and this internship is once in a lifetime opportunity, but I want to stay on fire for God. Lord, Please just help me. I, I miss Sunday night, Monday night. Now I'm about to miss Wednesday night as well. The saints don't think I'm not saved no more. Lord, please just help me.
right. So we have the intern, the saved intern who got saved. Prompting, receiving her prompting to move up higher. Amen. In the previous services that she didn't miss. Amen. And then now, here she is in this position. She's in this position where she has to decide, is this job worth it? Is this job worth it? How should she handle this situation? How should she handle this situation? Go ahead, Sister. Uh, she mentioned as the, as, the, as the mic is coming, this is a this is a real situation, Saints. And and I'll say it say it like this: a lot of times, when an individual gets saved, even when a person goes to goes to the next level, because of the life of a saint, opportunities come. Opportunities come. I mean, and you and you really do get blessed, and you really. This is, you gotta weed out some of these situations. You have to handle these situations because as those opportunities come, there's other other, other things that may come in too and you could end up in this situation here. Go ahead, sister. Uh, she was mentioning about the job being a one time, I mean, an opportunity in a lifetime. But your salvation is more than that. It's more precious than your one opportunity in life to become an intern, to become a lawyer whatever it is that she was trying to do so uh when you in those situations and um uh you have jobs that's piling things on you and you got this deadline you got that i mean you only can do so much you're just one person you know what i'm saying you only can do so much so as uh you have to set some parameters you have to set some i don't i'm not gonna, i'm not i'm not gonna say boundaries but uh, you, I mean, you work to six or whatever it is, five or six o'clock, and you have a life too. I mean, you know, so, I mean, he's got his life. What's about, about your life? I mean, he's going on his date, but you can't even get, you can't leave so you can uh, go to church or go home and cook dinner or whatever you have to do. So, or, I mean, go home to your wife, whatever, you know. So, um, you have to have some uh, boundaries. You just can't let, let the job just pile things up on you and then uh, work you down low, you know what I'm saying, like that. So you have to uh, set some boundaries, let them know how far you, you can go and how far you're not going, and you know, and treasure your salvation and your life, you know what I'm saying, your, your walk with God. You can't just let a job just do you any kind of way. You just can't do that, you know what I'm saying? Save or unsaved. I mean, I got saved daughters and I got unsaved daughters on jobs, and I mean, they put their foot down. The ones that's not saying she put her foot down. I'm only doing so much. And whatever it is, it has to wait till tomorrow. Or I'll get it done this week. Or she let them know, listen, you put in too much on me. I only can do so much. And she let them know, I got limits. And that's how she deals with it. Anybody else? Go ahead, sister. I was just gonna say, you have to be willing to let anything go. I mean, it really doesn't matter what it is. You have to be willing to, as an intern, you may not have the opportunity to say, I'm not doing any more tonight. <laughs> I mean, you probably won't in a lot of positions. You don't have that um, authority to say, I'm not doing this. Um, but your, you know, your salvation, 
It surpasses all that earth holds dear. You have to be willing to let anything go. Everything is on the altar. It doesn't matter how high the job is or, you know, whatever it is. So everything has to be on the altar at all times. That's good. Go ahead, subscribe. Here come the, the mic is coming. In my experience, if you put God first and pray and allow him to direct you, he'll either help you get the work done and still keep your, your uh, relationship with him. God's able to do that. Or the, the, the boss may come back and say, I don't need that now. You can you can go. You never know how God will work it out. If you submit yourself to the Lord and let him know your heart's desires to please him, God will work those things out for you. That's good. Prayer is always the key. That's good. That's good. Sister Alicia, well, in passing, oh, I'm sorry, go ahead, Mom. I just want to add to what Sister Coretta said. I remember there was a sister some years ago in the congregation and um, she was always faithful to the services, her job, you know, whatever. And her job shifted on her and they um, added more work to her, her workload. And these were actually clients. And I remember she was so burdened because she was missing service, she wasn't getting um, any sleep. Um, some of the other co-workers with the nursing job that she was doing wasn't really doing what they were supposed to do, so they were putting the pressure down on her. And I remember her bringing it to the saints. And one by one, her client slowly passed on. Now, God will do whatever, like she said, is necessary for your soul. The saints took it because she was really, really burdened and stressing about it. Now, I'm not saying he's going to kill off everybody. No. <laughs> but I never forgot that because she was feeling bad. But I was like, wait a minute. You went before God. And he knew how much you could bear. So if those people were going to pass on, maybe God just speed it up, sped it up a little bit. I don't know. But she was locked into that job for four months, and it was way too much. It was just too much for her. And so when God took care of the situation, Brother Terrell, she had ease for four months. I don't think that was her intention in her prayer. She was going to be praying to remove this person out of the way. Uh, Sister Brittany, then we're going to move up here because he's coming um, this way. I just want to say really quickly, um, just in relation to Sister Haley's, um, you know, situation. Uh, in most, well, one thing I learned to practice was by putting God first always. So even back when I was in college, when it came to certain classes and everything, I was always sure to not choose classes that would, you know, um, take me out on a Wednesday night if it was something I could help. Um, and if it was um, a situation where there was uh, like maybe a class or whatever, there was a, um, a way where I could take it on another night, like I would do that or I would choose. And it, it seemed like God always worked it out. So when it came to me even choosing a job or um, being offered a position, it was 
it was, you know, I just kept up the same, you know, um, method that I had used previously. And I remember when I um, graduated, I was offered a job doing property management up in Traverse City. And it just seemed like it was, you know, it was aligning with what I wanted to do. And I just, I knew that I was like, this is, it's not going to work out, you know. And um, a common thing that you hear a lot of people talk about is how it's hard to find a job, you know, right out of college. That's something, you know, people are like, you know, I, you know, I graduated and it's, you know, been a year. I wasn't able to find a job, but thankfully um, God worked it out for me to get a job. I believe I was hired by July. I graduated in May. And I believe that was because I was um, particular about making sure that I put the things of God first. So um, like some of the others were saying, just making sure that you always put God first, you'll always come out on top. Take one more comment from Sister Alicia. Sure. Um, I just wanted to say just as far as a, a principle. Um, now, obviously, this was a situation, a situation that you, like the, the saints were saying, you could talk and pray about. But this situation could easily end up being like this is a hindrance. And I, I think two things that we have to do is one, as the saints have said, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And the Bible says, and all these things shall be added unto you. All right. And then the other part of it is because God is moving in, in such a way this season, we have to make sure we stay watchful and sober because the enemy is going to try to allure you somehow. And he don't care. He don't, he, he's not, the, the plan that God has for the church, he's not, the enemy is not looking to just get you out there with just something, you know what I'm saying? He, I, I got to take your fire away. I got to take your, I got to take your desire to go higher away. I don't have to get you just out there. I just need you to be, just sit down. I, that's, that's, well, I'm gonna try to lure. So if I can, if I can overwhelm you with the cares of life, yeah. if I can get you with a, a tempting position, if I can get you over preoccupied with this, that, the other, in which you're not seeking first the kingdom of God, you're not gonna, you're not gonna, you're not gonna be in a position to respond to God moving me higher because I'm so overwhelmed with this, overwhelmed with that. But God, God is saying, be seek ye first the kingdom of God. Principle, right? And then be watchful. You gotta be watchful so He don't trick you and, and just throw it hook out there. Now you bite on something you wish you would have never got into. All right. Go ahead, brother. Go on to our next skip. Brother, see that message? Come on, man. That message was fire. You see how the spirit just gripped the pastor? Come on. What's the high? Grab Brother Zinni by the head. Grab Brother Tom by the head. Almost grab me and Brother Zinni. Hey, hey, hey. Come on. Hey, fire. Face on moving mountains, man. Give us something to eat, man. Finish it off. Go to the Rennes Cage. Go to the Lancet. Come on, right? Hop in my car. YouTube. Play it on replay. Come on. Let's go. Listen. Listen. 
Y'all brothers can go get something to eat. I'm about to go on a three-day fast. Let's go. Let's go. Oh, what? You about to do a what? Ten-day fast. Brother, brother, with all due respect. You were supposed to go on a three-day when you depressed that situation too. About a day and a half he was done, brother. Ten days, brother? You gotta take it slow, man. You gotta take it slow, brother. Ten days? Pace yourself, man. Pace yourself. Listen, I was thinking, because one voice said, I'm glad you mentioned that. Pace Because I heard ten days, but then I heard twenty days. Twenty days. Twenty days fast. Let's go. Twenty days fast. Spirit ain't never told me to do nothing like that. Listen, you might want to pray that through. I think you might be getting your voices mixed up. Inspiration was high. You know, it could be a little bit emotional. But let's yes. just pray that through. Let's grab some meat. Yes. Come back. We're going to pray. We're going to take it from there, man. Let's take it slow. Come on. I ain't going to hold y'all up. Y'all can go get something to eat. I'm going to catch y'all later when I get off my 30 day. You feel me? Hey, 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 hey I'll be praying for you, man. I do not condone that, man. But listen, I'm going to pray for you, brother. And we're going to go out some this raisin cane. You come get something with us if you want to. But I really think you should pray that through. Because man, you should not live my bread alone. <laughs> my hour man has perished. My hour man just got renewed. I'm going to go give you something. Hey, let's do it, man. Let's go bread alone. talking about a 20-day fast, man. I'm going to go on a 30-day. First day, I ain't going to sleep. Matter of fact, I'm going to go on a 40-day like Jesus. Where the devil at? <laughs> oh, my. Mind. So what we have here, amen, the message went forth. The inspiration was there. No doubt God poured out his spirit. And now you have people making all these promises, right. all these different commitments. Now, I'm not saying, don't get, don't get the message wrong, but they're they throwing things out there. They're throwing things out there. How do you help this person? What do you do in this situation? Yeah, some people, they feel like, you know what? God told me to come off my job right now. You got four kids to take care of. A wife, she ain't working. She at home taking care of everything. You about to do it. You, you, you said she about to go on a 10-day fast, 20-day fast. You're making all these different things. I'm about to give all my money. How do you counsel somebody like that? We saints, we've seen this before. We've seen this before. Amen. If you ain't seen it, I've seen it. Amen. How do you counsel this individual? Go ahead. Tell you go on this fast or do this or that, or you might even start the fast. The spirit tell you 
what to do. He'll give you a purpose behind it. But I don't think you just arbitrarily decide you're going to go on a 40-day fast, but there's no burden behind it. Good. Anybody else? Go ahead. Some of y'all are going, that was me. <laughs> okay, so two things that has to be dealt with. One is I, I, I don't want to kill your inspiration. I don't want to do that. And the second thing is you, you, you do need multitude of counsel. So you got to, with wisdom, you gotta work with that because a lot of times when a person is is high like that, you know, you you, you crash, mm-hmm. you crash, and now you got another situation. Mm-hmm. You know, it's good. So you, you gotta work with that a little bit. But definitely, everybody's spirit. So even in that scenario, maybe the fast was in order. I mean, you know, maybe it wasn't about going get some eaters behind that. You know, some of the same proud on that. You know, going, you know, but in Jay's situation. It's more than just counsel. You got don't you gotta like keep it intact. Don't don't hurt his inspiration. Now and, and I'll add to this, Sister Arnie, I do want you to respond. Um, but in, in responding to this question, Saints, before we get to the next one, the last one, I believe. Uh, it could be it could be that you heard the message and you just feel you just feel like I, I, I sometimes you come it, it, it come a point like I gotta do something. I gotta do something. And now that's not saying that God is not prompting you to move to the next level. But what is he prompting you to do? Go ahead, sis. Um, I was thinking they saw that that wasn't wise. And like Sister Asia said, there, is there a purpose? So if you know or they know he's going to do that, they got to pray for him and be there and the aftermath for him and not to crush him. I, I told you you shouldn't have did that. You know, you, you're gonna have to pick up the pieces, so to speak, you know, because he's gonna be devastated after the, probably like he's, like uh, Kari said that, he didn't even do a whole three day with them. So if he didn't do a whole three day, he's really biting off more than what he's chewing and you just gotta be there to pick up the pieces and God give you wisdom to know how to kind of build them back up because he's going to crash. That's good. All right. I see Sister Mary. Sister I was just going to say, and that's also why it's so important to um, know God's voice to be able to discern God's voice, the Holy Spirit's voice versus, you know, just hearing a voice and running with it. That's right. Amen. Okay, so, you know, they just heard a very inspiring message. It could have been a fellowship meeting. Um, And maybe Jay was still like, I don't want to go out and go out to eat right now, which, you know, I I can feel for him for that. You know, you don't want to go out and do something super social. You just kind of want to go home and meditate. Or that instead of him making like a rash vow, he could have just said, all right, guys, I'm not going to go out this time. I'm just going to go. I'm going to turn in early or whatever and not even express what he's about to do and spend the time with the Lord and really seek God's face. Like, okay, God, like, I feel prompted to do a 10-day, but, like, is this really you, God? Like, and then, you know, waiting to eat or whatever, you know, if he was already fasting and, like, really seeking God for direction on that. And then once God answers his prayer and he knows the direction he's supposed to go, then going forward from there. Yeah. 
Sister Mary and Sister Craig. I was thinking um, when I was listening at home, I believe one of the criteria was listening. I think somebody said um, being the ability to listen. And I felt like um, in Jay's case, I felt like uh, Sister Kate said he's coming off of a fellowship meeting high, uh, spiritual adrenaline is, is, is going. Um, he may have heard God say something, but also in the multitude of conflict, there's safety. And so I feel like um, he, even though he he's um, excited and all of that, he still has to be able to listen and hear what's going on around him because there are many voices. And he also jumped from, what was it, 40 days, 30 days. He was just all over the place. And God is not like that. His spirit will lead you and guide you in all truth. So a person in that um, situation, you also have to be able to, even if you don't do what is said right away, at least listen. Go home, meditate on it pray about it, and then God will lead you and direct you where you have to go. You know, this happened with Jesus. You know, God led him so he was able to withstand the onslaught of the enemy. If he had just went out there, it could have been different. You know, so we have to be led of the Spirit, and where God leads you, he will keep you. Right, and then Sister Coretta. Oh, you have to. After this is credit for the reload and then we can transition. Uh, Brother Correll, we have, that's why we have a pastor. He is over the flock. He knows his sheep. The first thing you need to do is to alert the pastor. <laughs> alert the pastor of what's going on with our dear brother. Because by the time you go home and do something like that, it could be too late. So it's, the pastor needs to be aware of how the enemy devil is pushing. You know, like you gotta say, sometimes get back, devil start pushing. Because he's put, being pushed into something that he shouldn't be pushed into. So, I think you need to, you need to alert the pastor. Amen. That's why we have a pastor. Amen. Go ahead, brother. Amen. One thing I was thinking is that salvation is a marathon, not a sprint. And I think that um, the Bible also talks about, you know, using wisdom. Wisdom is a principal thing. Therefore, get wisdom with all that day to get a good understanding. It's important that you understand exactly what you are sacrificing. And if you was watching this scenario, he never made it clear exactly what he was fasting for. And I was thinking that when um, fasts are usually prompted by a burden. And I was thinking that it's important that you use wisdom and understand that salvation is a marathon and not a sprint, brother. <laughs> Uh, the scripture that we had shared last week um, kind of dealing with this situation one of the scriptures that one of the older saints uh, had gave to me says Ecclesiastes 5 1 through 6 I'm not going to read the whole thing but it says keep thy foot when thou goest to the house of God and be more ready to hear than give the sacrifice of fools for they consider not that they do evil be not rash with thy mouth and let not thine heart be hasty to utter anything before God. For God is in heaven and thou upon earth. Therefore let thy words be few. 
And I was just thinking that you have to still continue to remain sober. And then as the brother was uh, speaking about, because God is moving, all right? God is moving and God is prompting people to take the next level, go to the next level, gain higher ground, get your situation dealt with. So in, in doing so, if we see, and we know God is moving, we have to be able to counsel one another. We have to be able to care for one another. We have to be able to endeavor. And like the brother said, don't let the brother come down crashing. Amen. Because we still want to see the brother play his role, take his role, taking up higher ground. Because he might be the person to heal you. Amen. He might be the next person. God might use his heal somewhere later on. But we have to, as saints, love each other, be able to channel that in the right way. All right. And now we're going to go with the last skip. so encouraged. I'm so fired up about this gospel. I'm ready to take it all over the world. I'm so ready just to give up everything for God. My time, my talents, my abilities, I'm giving it all to God right now. The word says the harvest is plentiful, but the labors are few. God, you've been telling me, you've been showing me that you need teenagers. You need young people. Who are willing to give themselves right now, Lord? I just want to be a part. Lord, you're just calling me just to read more, just to pray more, to study more. But God, I just want to go forward. I want to be all for you. I really do, and you know I do. Man, you said the glory of the latter house is going to be greater than the former. You have something special for the seventh seal. You have something special for my generation. God, I just want to give everything to you. Every bit of me. Well, not 90%. Not 95%. Not even 99%. I'll give you 100%. Oh, God. Lord, you got to help me. Please, Lord. I got all these big things I want to do, but God, I'm so young. I don't know where I fit in at. I got all these things I want to do, but where do I start? God, you gotta help me, God. You see my heart, Lord, this order my steps. Just show me, God. Please. Lord, you gotta help me, God. Please, Lord, just show me my spot, God. I want to give you everything, God. Please, Lord. Help me, God. Amen. So the message went forth. The brother's at home. He's praying. Praying to God, he's trying to figure out where do I go from here? God is prompting me to go to another level. He's prompting me to go to another level. And this could be it, it, you, it, you could be a teenager, you could be elementary, older, but I feel like I don't know what the next step is. What do I do? What do I do? I feel the prompting. It's undeniable. That God has prompted me to move to the next level. How do I progress from here to make sure 
I'm responding to God's promise.
sacrifice with that personal relationship with God, with that personal time with Him, that personal devotion, and then allowing Him to guide you and to give you a burden and to open the opportunity to use you. But you gotta, that personal time prepares you for that. I was thinking that you have to um, allow God to instruct you. Um, and I was thinking of the scripture of Proverbs chapter 1, verse 7. And it talks about the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and instruction. And you have to allow God to instruct you, even though you may not know, you know, you know, with the color or anything, but God will show you. And I was just thinking of of Ephesians chapter 1 verse 18 and 19 the eyes of your understanding be enlightened that ye may know what is the hope of his calling what is um what the riches of the glory of his inheritance and the saints and what is the exceeding greatness of his power towards um, who believe according according to the working of his mighty power so I was just thinking as well God will enlighten your eyes God will show you you know what's the calling is but you got to allow God to instruct you, and God will eventually show you what it is. Amen. That's good. And the last one, right here. And then we'll close it out. With two thoughts. Um, I was thinking, like, being consistent in your heart, you know, that's what those are saying. Um, you can, like, you, can, you don't have to, like, pray every hour, every day, but when you do pray, it's fervent and earnest, it's sincere. You know, and when God tells you to do something, you do it with everything within you. You don't just hold back. You don't, um, you don't 
you don't necessarily just go halfway because you're tired or something. Just going past your flesh, stuff like that will allow God to lead you in a mighty way. Man, one of the one of the thoughts that I was having when I was I was thinking about this and um, this this reflection comes from how um, one of the older brothers helped me, Brother Pitts, and um, one of the things is is it's obvious you, you want to make sure that you're clear. Want to want to make sure that you stay clear with God. Want to make sure when God is moving on you, that there's, there's nothing in the way. Um, he prompts you as he's prompting you. He's prompting you to be in position. He's prompting you to move. And sometimes that means move. I got to move whatever it is out the way that may be hindering me out the way. And then if you are clear, as the brother was illustrating here, this is the, the simple advice that brother uh, Pitts had gave me. Two things. One is walking in the light. Said, but if we walk in the light, it's either the light we have fellowship with one another. And so what he was explaining was, as you continue, and Brother Lee says in scripture all the time, says the path of the just is as a light that shines brighter and brighter. And as you continue, as God is prompting you, God will, God will show you certain things. And it's not that it's he may not show everybody else. He may not show this person that you have to refrain from this thing now. This, the time has now come for you to refrain from this part. This part of your life has to be that part of your, this part that was involved in your life can no longer be involved in your life for you to continue to walk in this level with me. For you to get to the next level, you can no longer participate in this. For you to get to the next level, you can no longer be in this position, whatever it may be. He said, walk in the light, walk in the understanding that God is revealing to you. Then he said, the situations in which you will need a better understanding. You will need a better understanding of how to deal with certain things. He said, if any man lack wisdom, let him ask of God, okay? So what he's saying is, the situations that you are going to have to there's counsel, counsel's good, and if you got good counsel, good counsel is gonna guide you to pray. Yeah. All right. When you get the when you have good counsel, those counselors, they're gonna to listen to you, they're gonna to talk to you and, and make things, you know, real. But at the end of the, all of the counsel, the counsel should guide you to your needs. And then God will show you how to deal with certain things. And that's God saying, listen, when I'm taking you to the next level, it's gonna it has to be me and you. It has to be me and you because when I give you something, you know I gave it to you. And ain't nobody gonna move you off of it. You ain't gonna, you ain't gonna be, because I know I got it from God. Alright? And that's what Brother Hammond used to always pour into us. And he, what he used to say, it takes time to be holy. It takes time to be holy. And that right there, that's the challenging part. When you're going down and I'm trying to, I, I have to, it, it ain't just like this. God, I'm prompting you to move up. My inspiration is there to get you to go, but you have to stay in that action. You have to stay in that action. Sometimes you have to cry, you have to, you have to do whatever you have to do. I'm walking in life, and I'm getting on my knees, and I'm praying, I'm getting wisdom from God, so he can move me, and that I'm not moved by flesh and blood, however they say, how this, this person is, I'm moved by God's movement, and then he will position me. He said, I've set, this is what I set in the order. This is what I set in the church. 
the next thing you know, we got young people healing people, young people doing all different types of things, moving, moving in the classroom, paragraph, whatever, wherever it may be. God is moving on his saints. And so that's it for our discussion. I hope that encouraged you. I hope you can take something home from this. Responding, responding to God's prompting to seek higher ground. That's all I have, saints. God bless you. Thank you for your input. Truly thank God for that blessing, amen. amen. Not just this week, last week too, amen. I truly uh, received my portion. Um, I do want to just take a moment to just thank all those who participated and helped out tonight with the scenarios because literally I say we, we worked on those before service, like a, a half an hour before service. So they did a phenomenal job bringing out the scenarios. So I truly appreciate them. Also appreciate the burden for Brother Terrell. So since God, I know that time has definitely got away from us. So I'm gonna ask everybody to please stand at this time. We're gonna go ahead and dismiss. And prayer, yes, ma'am. Yes, so we're going to remember Sister Ariel Johnson and pray that God would just bless and intervene in her body, that pregnancy, bring that baby. What, Sister Juanita? So Sister Juanita has asked me to close the prayer that uh, that, that uh, she'll find her keys. Any other requests? All right. Sister Kamila, can you please uh, go to the mic and close this service out of prayer? Remember those requests, please. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for this service tonight, as well as the service on last week. We thank you, Lord, for how we can be challenged to go higher in you. We thank you that we are amongst a people that can help us get there, Lord. We thank you, Lord, for how you blessed us tonight and gave us a lot to think about, Lord. We think about the youth department and how you didn't allow the devil to snuff it out, but it's going on and it's being passed on to the next generations. We really want them as well as us to pursue higher ground, dear Father. We also thank you for the elderly saints who are here tonight and able to participate in the discussion and give us things to meditate on, dear Father. We thank you for all these things, and we want to bring some pretty weighty petitions before you this evening, Lord. We first want to lift up Sister Sanders, dear yes, Father, Lord. and the family, oh, Lord. You see the loss yes, that recently taken, Lord. You know how it's affecting each and every one of them, and we pray that you would be the comforter that we know that you are. Help us as saints to reach out and to support them, let them know that we're holding them up. And Lord, we want to pray for Ariel Johnson, Lord. You see that child is so yes, far Lord. overdue, dear Father. Lord, we pray that you will help Ariel in her mind, dear God. Yes, no doubt the enemy is coming and trying to bring all different fears and accusations. Lord, we pray that you will help her to stand firm. Lord, we know that she's looking to you to bring this child forth healthy, dear Father. Lord, we pray that you will bring the contractions forth, Lord, that the child will come forth, Lord. We ask that there will be no complications, dear Father. Yes, we pray that the baby will be healthy. We pray that her recovery will be healthy, Lord. You see Daryl as he's by her side, Lord. Yes, you know the mindset of the man, yes. dear Father. Watching his wife go through this, dear Father. We pray that you would bless their union through this, dear God. Undertake in a special way. You know the 
individual who misplaced their keys, dear Father, we pray that you would help in that situation as well. You know the necessity, dear God. And as we depart here, we pray that you would help us to get to our destination safely and even help us to chew this thing over. Help us to harvest what we've roasted tonight. Help us not. If there's anyone in our midst that feels convicted to go to another level or to take some personal time with you, dear Father, may they do that this evening, Lord. We won't fail to thank you and to praise you. In Jesus' name we pray. Father God, as we just continue to pray, we also want to ask that you just remember just one in her request, dear God, that she get you bless her to find her keys, Lord. We just ask you to just work that situation out, Lord. We thank you so much, dear God. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right, saints of God, real quick, I know that y'all, some of y'all ready to get out. Also want to welcome, thank all those who are tuning online on the call that we appreciate you. But saints of God, we have a birthday that we want to acknowledge tonight. We have a young person that I just want us to just wish wish happy birthday to. I know she's not going to be too happy, but if we can all just take a moment to wish uh, Sister Madison a happy birthday. She turned 15 today. So if we can just wish her a happy birthday, I'll, I'll really appreciate it. I'm pretty sure she would appreciate, she'd appreciate it too. Thank you for tuning in to today's podcast. Check out our website at www.waytoeternallife.net. Also, we'd love to hear from you. Email us at jgill at waytoeternallife.net. Once again, that's jgill at waytoeternallife.net. Or for prayer or wanting to be saved. Phone or text message us at area code 269-888-3255. As we bring this podcast episode to a close, we would like to leave these closing thoughts with you. Here is John Gill with The final thoughts. You heard today's podcast today. Not sure what you're going through in your life today. But my prayer is that you come to Jesus before the everlasting too late. Tomorrow is never promised to us, folks. But as you are probably hearing the the laughter and everything else and the and the anointed singing and anointed testimonies and even an anointed Skit, but you're still not saved. But my question to you is this: What is the one thing that's holding you back from giving your heart and life to Him? 
Is it worth going to hell over? That's the question that I'm asking you. Is it worth going to hell over? Hanging on to bad relationship, is it worth going to hell over? Hanging on to the drugs, hanging on to the alcohol, hanging on to the pornography, hanging on to whatever it may be, is it worth going to hell over? If I was you, I would humble my heart right here, right now, and give myself to God. Tell God, Lord, I am sorry for the things that I've done. I have wronged you. Lord, if you come into my heart and save me. And we sing this song, I Surrender All. Are you willing to surrender your whole life to him? Those that may not be, may be in a spiritual condition. It's time to recommit. It's time to rededicate your life back to him. Don't let the enemy cheat you out of your blessing. If you like today's broadcast today, we would like to hear from you. Please don't hesitate to email me at jgill at waytoeternallife.net or text me, call me at area code 269 888-3255 Just text a call or email us. We'd love to hear from you. And always remember that Jesus is the way to eternal life. May the Lord truly richly bless and may he keep you. We hope to, Lord willing, see you next time as we open the Word of God with you once again on your favorite podcast station. And always remember, Jesus is the way to eternal life. May God bless you.